Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome, everyone, right back here for Marvelous Monday, and it's always a pleasure to be right here with you every Monday. So many beautiful things are going on here in our city. First of all, let me just say welcome, and we appreciate your tuning in to be with us on Marvelous Monday. A couple of announcements, Uh, the city of Tyler's. Black History Program will be this Friday, and that's at 6 p.m. at the Liberty Hall Theater here downtown Tyler for our Black History Program, which will consist of the first 11 Black families that settled in Tyler, Smith County, Texas, and begin helping to build the great city of Tyler, Texas. Our doors will be open at 5 p.m., and we appreciate your coming and joining us. It's going to be an amazing evening. Food will be served, and you can grab your food and get inside of the theater. It's just like being off-Broadway, uh, because it is off-Broadway. And, uh, and come and join us. I think that you will be enlightened we're going to learn so much about black families and our offsprings, and I'm, I'm so honored to say that my family is one of those families that will be featured and along with others, and so come and join us. I think you will be amazed of the history and the research that is being done uh, and has been done by this great city, and we thank, first of all, Ms. Dorothy Franks and Dr. Wayman Wesley for working closely with the city of Tyler and myself and helping to put this on and doing some amazing research. So come and join us, and we look forward to having you. It's going to be outstanding. And then on that Saturday will be another Black History program at the Rose Garden here in Tyler. Uh, Mr. Buckner is the person who's orchestrating that. It's being put on. So there's been so many beautiful programs. This past Saturday, let me share with you uh, that the Texas African American Museum had their Black History program, and the keynote speaker was Mr. Billy O'Quinn. 
uh, 23 years with the Kelly uh, Springfield Tire Company. Uh, this young man has done amazing, amazing work in his community. His wife comes from Tyler, Texas, grew up uh, under uh, my tutelage there at the North Hall Street Church of Christ, and he was born in Henderson, Texas, and moved into Tyler. And he has moved and lived in 18 different places since he's worked uh, at uh, Kelly Tire Company. You would think that he was a military man, but he has served uh, Kelly Tire Company well, and now he is being moved uh, once again to Atlanta, Georgia. So he put on an amazing program for us this past Saturday, and it was just such a privilege. There was probably 300 people that were there. So it was outstanding. And so we look forward to more because let me just share with you quickly before I bring in Mr. Arthur that black history is American history, and everybody needs to know and understand uh, black history. So with that being said, Mr. Arthur, are you there? How are you doing tonight? How's everybody doing? I'm doing great. We're doing great. It's so great to hear your voice, Mr. Arthur. I have been nonstop. Let me tell you, I have been from one end of the country to the other end of the country. And it's been, it's been quite a journey. We, uh, we've just enjoyed all last week and then we, we enjoying this week. Just great things are, are happening all around us. But let me just say, I believe Pastor Cooper is not going to be on with us tonight. And uh, Dr. Hagney is not going to be on with us tonight. And our prayers continue uh, with Dr. Hagney as he continues to heal and his strength gets better. And then Ms. Anna is not, yes, not going to be on with us tonight as well. So they're all, all these busy, busy uh, team members. So hopefully next week things will be settling down a little bit. I know that Pastor Cooper is out there campaigning as well. And uh, because he is running for, um, City Council there in Beaumont, Texas. And I was talking about him today because one of his uh, uh, people that uh, comes from Beaumont says, oh, yes, I know Pastor Cooper. So, uh, but at any rate, so it's just you and me again tonight. So uh, let me go ahead. Go ahead. We know how uh, to do it, don't we? Well, me and you are not. <laughs> that's that's just enough, right? <laughs> Two two's company, so that's enough. Okay. Well we do miss our we do miss our team members, so we, we know that they're out there doing great things still, but hopefully that we we'll all be right back here again on next yeah, Monday. Go ahead. Just do a prayers up. Hey, let's do a prayers up for uh for, for you you know, Mike, you know, he the reason he's not here. He has one of his team members uh, uh in the hospital in Houston, so he has to attend to right. that. Uh, Correct. So, so yes, yeah. So we'll yeah. just, you know, say prayers for that brother and, and uh, absolutely. you know, thanking absolutely. it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, we, our prayers go out to uh, to to this whole country, to everybody, everywhere. Uh, we all stand in the need of some real strong prayer. And, and uh, Mr. Arthur, you also know that uh, that President Biden is uh, over in Ukraine. And, of course, America did not know um, because it was kept quiet so that he could be safe. Uh, in his mm. travels, so you can't always tell did, every single thing, right? Until it until shoot it, it transpires. Did, did he shoot at anybody when he was over there? He just over there he had, hadn't shot at him. I think he's still there. 
as a matter of fact, or mm-hmm. I don't know if he's uh, making plans to come back in this direction, but I think uh, you better that, get uh, back because you know if Putin yeah. catch him over there, you know, you know, when them rocks mm-hmm. going to be at it. There you go. There you go. So, but it says that in show of support, Biden makes surprise Ukraine uh, visit there. And mm-hmm. speaking of Ukraine, uh, Mr. Arthur, we were, I was on a, a, a Zoom call with, uh, with some gr- groups out of, uh, out of Washington, D.C., uh, one of the uh, generals and a couple of other people and, uh, and, well, maybe about, about five of us that was on and we're talking about how uh, that we can maybe establish a university of Texas at Ukraine and uh, help to, uh, to build a centers of excellence and, and making sure mm-hmm. once again, Mr. Arthur, that, um, that, that we have enough emergency management so that we don't ever continue to have to have mm-hmm. our lights out and we have to be in the cold uh, and all of that and how and what we can do to, uh, to help those little senior citizens and people who cannot afford to trim their trees uh, in their mm-hmm. yards uh, so that if we have lots of rain and an ice storm again and that, that it won't hit the trees and bring down um, Bring bring down our power lines. As a matter of fact, we need our power lines underground, don't we? Go ahead. Wait, wait a minute, because you kind of you kind of went kind of fast. Did that hear you say University of Texas, Ukraine? Is that what you say? At Ukraine, mm-hmm. a satellite, a satellite. Go ahead. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, hey, well, I might well. You uh, you get me a, a a University of Texas of Nigeria. No, either, uh, that sounds like of, a that sounds like a plan. Well, that's already in the plan. That's already that's already yeah. in the plan. That's that's been that's been worked on for probably for the last um, month or so. That's been mm-hmm. in discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's why I'm serving on that uh, on that board. Uh, okay. Yeah, and all that. So that's that's been and and just bringing well, funding things. You know, when we talk about all that, you know, the stuff, you, the stuff you're doing, you know, right now the politics in Africa is being, you know, rearranged as far as, uh, you know, globalness is concerned. So uh, it's going to be a lot of opportunities, uh, uh, you know, for our community to act, because mm-hmm. they need everything we have. We, we yeah. need to organize yeah. Uh, yeah. groups and go with the put those uh, systems in place. Uh, That's exactly you know, they need, correct. From health, from healthcare to you name it, from emergency management. To, yes, yeah. yes. And yeah. and then we're working with uh, the general and others are working with HBCUs. Uh, as you know, Mr. Arthur, uh, they're talking about that high speed rail coming from Dallas all the way down to Louisiana and to Arkansas and all the way and mm-hmm. to um, uh, uh, Georgia and, and South Carolina, all all the way uh, to uh, Georgia. So um, the issue I'm that the, I have... I'm looking at a piece from Houston to Dallas. Now that's, that's where... So that's going to develop... That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because that's going to develop the southern sector 
always from here to across the county, probably a little bit beyond. So that's gonna it's gonna have a big economic impact here. So I'm uh, I'm gonna, I mean yeah yeah I like to. Hop well, at on. first at first they they were talking about bringing this high uh, high speed rail uh, that I'm talking about. They were talking about taking it down I thirty at first, mm-hmm. and then then they saw the real need of bringing that down I twenty. And so mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure about the um, well well I I the focus is always the largest cities instead of the rural communities mm-hmm. and and how important it is for rural East Texas and rural communities across this nation not to be left out. Uh, and so well, you know, America, I'm happy to hear it. Course of Canada, go ahead. Well, you know, America, you know, we still using. 18, 19th century uh, railway technology. I mean, mm-hmm. the very true. Has strangled true. the growth of uh, you know. You, you, okay, you saw that uh, that big uh, thing, that that big uh, chemical deal that happened over there. Well, you know, that's because right. you know, they 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 done fired all their workers. They got trains two miles long. How you gonna have exactly. a train two miles? Long? Yeah. I mean, really, two miles long. So so mm-hmm. you know so. Uh, you know, we're going to have to wrestle our rail system away from the private sector because the private sector, they just about, again, again, unchecked capitalism is bad as, uh, is just as bad as unchecked communism because that's what you get. And now them people uh, got them chemicals in they, you know, in their area. They got a brother that's over the EPA, and now you got them right-wingers talking about, talking about, talking about healing. But he dumped the chemicals on white people. I mean, you know, so, you know, I mean, I, I, I know we're gonna, I'm just saying, you know, uh, we're going to have to really uh, get control of that. The, because, look, like in China, I mean, they, I mean, I mean what were you, China? And, uh, I mean, what was Japan mainly, say, the art rail system? Right. Uh, right. You know, I mean, here in America, we've been tore from the flow up uh, on the rail system for mm-hmm. a long time. I rode a train mm-hmm. uh, from here to Chicago to NAACP convention, uh, right. and, and, and I tell you, I, did, I, I enjoyed the ride, but the, the, the rest of me goes around. I, I got to see every the backside of every little town from here sure. to Chicago, sure. you know. Sure. And uh, right. <laughs> and so, like I say, and I right. now, and, and, and I'm just telling you, the, the the food the the food was terrible, and, and the service was bad. You know, so, so I'm just saying. You know, Is that right? It, right. And and that's on the train that you're talking about, on the train? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I okay. enjoy the train ride. You know, oh, riding yeah, I love train the train. Like, you're riding the train is like, you know, when you be on a uh, runway in the airplane, sure. you get ready to take off, right? You, 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 you're on a plane going to take off. But it's like, it's like being on the runway, but you never take off. You just keep about to take off. <laughs> you sure. know what I mean? Sure, I yeah. got you. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, it's it's a lot it's a lot of work, but um, a lot going on. But we we got to get that I twenty corridor all the way down to South Carolina and make sure that uh, that uh, supply chain uh, to secure that uh, su- supply chain. Mm-hmm. Make sure we have enough uh, supplies to be able to uh, to run that thing. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. But that's. Again, you know, hey, good. That it, you know, we have technology, we have everything. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we got everything. We will to get stuff well, done. Well, right, 
and and, and we just we we got to make sure that um that our microgrid and and all of that is is uh is commercialized it's in place because we just we just can't continue Mr. Arthur to every few months uh uh during the during the winter time that we we lose power and people are without electricity and then this last time it was very different it wasn't the uh it wasn't the ERCOT grid uh but it was if you just really looked at it because uh because what were you well, the ERCOT grid but but it was but but let me just say this real quickly now I'll give it to you it was it was very different because we had gotten continuous rain right and then we mm-hmm. after getting continuous raining every day then the temperature dropped below freezing, so all of that mm-hmm. rain uh, froze up and hit the trees, and then and it, it brought down the yeah. trees. So, go ahead. Yeah, but the yeah, but the yeah, but the, the, the electrical system because we're not a it, we're not on the grid with everybody else. They're not right. the, the types of things that would take care of that type of stuff you're talking about. They're not doing it because they don't have to. I, I, I'm just mm-hmm. telling you. There's a lot more that they could do that they haven't done because they don't have because you know they don't have well, to. What we're, gonna, got, what we're going to have to do is there are people who cannot afford to trim down. Tree service is very expensive, Mister Mister uh, uh, Arthur. We have taken down three trees, three massive trees in our yard. We we planted these trees and they have grown tremendously in the last forty years. So we mm-hmm. had one, one came down on my garage, and the, they just finished taking that down on, let's see, today is Monday. They finished it up on Friday, uh, taking that down, chopping it up, and making this wood back there, stacked it very nicely and everything. But it costs a lot of money to do that. And this is three of them. We already had taken down two, and then now we had to we had to take down that one, and we said, my husband has said, well, we're going to take that tree down that's right behind the garage. Well, how about the storm took it down for us, and it went right on top of our garage, and my car happened to be parked in that garage, but we were blessed because it just landed on top of the garage, but it did not crush the uh, roof to take it, well, just a little bit. And we had, we had been that we had to bring the construction guy out here today to just do those mm. little repairs that happen with the garage. So everybody cannot get all of those trees in their yards cut down because it's too pricey. Well, we talked about, but we talked about putting the power lines on the ground. Remember that? Yes, we did. You know? Yes, we did. Yes, we did, and that's what we need to do. But we also need yeah. to keep our trees trees trimmed because it, even at that, it can fall on somebody. So we mm. have to trim well, the bushes and the branches. Trees are separate issues. Yeah, no, they can't do nothing about about people trees, but I'm talking about they can do something about. Uh, they can do something right, about. Right, I like it. Mm-hmm. They can do about uh, uh, you know securing the grid system better than what they have. Uh, okay. Because there's about hundred some thousand people that lost their power. So uh, yes, sir. Hundred hundred and fifty four thousand here in Tyler. Uh, uh-huh. in, in, uh, yeah. In, uh, in, in and, our area and, here, in Smith, Can- yeah. Smith County is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, well, let me cost no tree fell on the house. And a half a million in Texas. Mhm. And it wouldn't cost no tree fell on the house. That's all I'm saying. No, no, so. no. It was because of the rain and the ice and all of that. Mm-hmm. I, well, it, I was here in Tyler was all about trees bringing down the power lines. 
Mm-hmm. And we, we brought in one, we brought in 1,000 uh, employees mm-hmm. that work for Encore from other parts of the country mm-hmm. to come in here to work. So put the power line. And then the, when and then cut down the, the trees, trees. the trees won't fall on the power line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to trim. They had they first had to trim the trees before they could even do any work to get the power lines. Mm-hmm. That's why it took. That's why and, it took so long. To make and they're not gonna. Yeah, uh huh. And they're not gonna put them underground. Then, like you said, they need to go out there and make sure the trees ain't around that's gonna fall on. That's them. right. Yes, sir. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hey, but anyway, yeah, good job. He gonna be coming. All right, I'm a whole family guy because he needs to go. Who is? Wow. Oh, I'm a whole family guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, is it unlimited? <laughs> oh, it looks like it's still unlimited. There, there's there's no it. there's no time limit on on the governor, is it? I I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, well, you know what? No, nah, I don't think that. I remember Doc Briscoe. He stayed around for I don't know how long. You remember Doc Briscoe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Truman Capote? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ever? Mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't, remember, mm-hmm. I don't know nothing he ever did, but he was after <laughs> Doc Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Doc Briscoe. Yeah. Yeah, so we, but I we've been... Yeah, we've been long, we've been trouble for a long time here in Texas. Um, right. Yeah. Well, this Go says ahead. now. I'm, I'm, I don't think this is right. I'm, I'm going to see how long for term limits uh, for governor of Texas because I didn't think. Okay, this one says Texas. I didn't think there was any term. Li- okay, term limits. Four years, no term limits. They serve no every four. They they get elected every four years. Mm-hmm. There are some wait. There are some states. Which states have term limits on governor? I'm gonna tell you uh, the answer to I, I that. Think, so, I think Virginia do. I, I know Virginia do. They are okay. Connecticut, mm-hmm. Idaho, Illinois, Iowa, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New York, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Washington, and. Wisconsin. So I guess we do have a term limit. Uh, let me see what it says about Texas. Where are you, Texas? Um, okay, let's see. Connecticut, I, Idaho, Illinois, Iowa, Massachusetts, Minnesota, New Jersey—excuse me, New Hampshire, New York, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Washington, and Wisconsin. Then beside that, it says. No term limits for New Hampshire and Vermont. New Hampshire no, and Vermont term? have unlimited two-year terms. What's, the remainder have term? unlimited four-year terms. So they run four years, and then they can run again and run again and run again. So Texas can okay. run again over and over and over. So, that's, so, 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 that, so that means no term limit in Texas, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So, uh so I tell you what, uh, I know this much. Tell me. Uh, it, it can't take this forever. Say it once more. I say it, it can't stay like this forever. That is very true. That is that mm. is absolutely the truth. Cannot stay like this forever. Nope. Mm-mm. 
there's something sure. has to give. Well, something, something. something's going. Something's going to give. Something's going to give. Okay, so so Governor Abbott, before his election in 2014, so he was elected in 2014 uh, as the 48th governor of the state of Texas. Let's see what does it say here about him. Uh, well, we, we we know about his big lawsuit, and then after his lawsuit, uh, he made sure that no one else got that lawsuit, right? Got that kind of mm. money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he made sure. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's yeah, named he the best governor in the nation in his current second term. Governor Greg Abbott continues to build on his record as a strong conservative leader who fights to preserve Texas values and ensure the Lone Star State remains the best place to raise a family, build a business, and create greater opportunities for all, great opportunity for all. Are you getting your opportunity, uh, Mr. Are, are you getting your opportunities? Yeah, 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 I'm making my opportunities. Uh-huh, yeah, okay. I'm getting my, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, as long as you're getting as long as you're getting your opportunities. Under Governor Abbott's strong stewardship, the Texas economy has expanded to nearly $2 trillion as the Lone Star State continues to break all records for total jobs, with more Texans working than at any point in the state's history. Now, now I uh, I think that... uh, I think that I think that uh, you know I heard somebody complain the other day to my Abbott down here running around bragging about you know actually because all the stuff he's bragging about is because of the Biden economy right so he bragged like he really raising capital he ain't doing nothing he ain't doing nothing here he ain't doing it what he need to be doing is taking some of that uh, rainy day fund money and 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 have rebuild these ragged schools we got these these nineteen century some schools we got. We got 21st century, uh, 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 we didn't 21st century technology, and we still got these old schools. Y'all, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. He need to be doing that. He need to be working on okay. stuff like that. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, with all that money, that all that surplus we got, we got we got surplus, and we got uh, we got we got a lot. We have a in a month. So why we can't get none? Of it? I mean, why we can't get? I mean, like I mean. Who, what are we gonna do about the education system? How are we gonna how are we gonna get Texas to spend some of that money to to provide us some decent schools? You know, we're already under that system where rich districts have great schools, poor districts don't. Where's right. the even even where's the even outer? Where's the and I think that's the issue that we need to be raising more uh uh uh, uh, uh cane about. You know, the fact well, that Chapel Hill School District is uh, has a bond. Uh, their their board of directors for the school approved that Mr. Uh, Mr. Lamont Dean, who is the superintendent, he's African American uh, superintendent of the Chapel Hill ISD, and that would be on the ballot on um, this May. And of course, you know, we I think we have about what eight or ten new schools that have been built here in Tyler. So there's lots of money in Tyler, and, and uh, Dr. Marty uh, Crawford yeah. is doing a great job with that. Go ahead. Uh, but see here in Dallas, the place we got here in Dallas, though, is there's plenty of money here in Dallas. 
But yes, it is. It's like it's like he's made with Dallas. Like once you get to once you cross out of South Dallas and going to North, it's like it's almost like it's a money wall sitting right. there. You right. got all that money over there, and of course now we got a black mayor. So again, I'm right. gonna be talking with him. Uh, I'm gonna meet with him later on, the probably next month or so. But I'm gonna be talking to him about, hey, you know, we need to do we need to do something about uh, you know these schools. Get some of the corporations to chip in. We need to start building our build some better schools in our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but have you spoken? You know, have you spoken with the school board on that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's who, fact, make, that's who makes the real decisions about your building of your schools. Yeah, I know. And we've had them, and we've had them deal some through those bond packages, right? Right. That's right. right. Those, we got yes, we got some new schools because we did that. So sure. We're not fighting on the issue, but I'm saying the bond package. Mm-hmm. And going and get on about this last bond package, see if we can get out of that, but. The bond, the bond, the bond package. Uh, it, you know, like you know, they didn't pass the bill, the, the bill of new schools in our communities everywhere that's needed. And I'm saying, if that's the issue that sure. we need to put a rainy day fund down at the state house and all that stuff, should come gotcha. in, should come in. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that we need yeah. to uh, push that issue about getting mm-hmm. getting new schools, 21st century schools in our communities. It's just to leave us behind like that. And us just sure. sit there and look at, you know, we at least need to, you know, holler or say something. That's all I'm saying. So I'm going to holler right. about it up here. That's you good. Well, keep keep on hollering. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm certainly with you on that holler. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. So um, let's go ahead. Uh, so that kid is very addicted to schools and, and – uh, of course, you know we got the CRT thing working, right? You know we got that. You know we did it with some of you. Dealing with that issue also right now. So, so what uh, what are you looking like with that with that issue, that particular issue? Well, I say, uh, 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 you know, like Al Sharpton and them, they did a, the, the first march. I saw, I, I saw, uh, uh, you know, two days ago in Georgia. Where they're uh, you were able to uh, march in Florida uh, because Mr. DeSantis decided, to, to, you know, he said that Black history is not relevant, it's not, you know, worthy, and so forth. So, so, so that's the first march. I'm going to say I think we need to. I I think we need to see some more marches, and I think we need to be proactive here in Texas, more proactive than we've been up to this point. Do you remember Brother Smith that we talked to? That was on the show last time we was together. Well, a- absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Have you spoken back to uh, Dr. Niall Smith? Okay, well, I did a follow up with him, and, and so so without going off into it, without going off into it, uh, they are planning. They are planning a march from uh, 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 El Dorado to you know to the state capitol to, to uh, oh, Little Rock. Uh-huh. So, uh, how far? How far yeah. is that? Uh, I don't know exactly how far it is. You're there in the planning stage now, but he did they did intimate that to me that they uh you know, they're on that. And so and I'm saying that that's what we need to be doing. You know, we can't just let folks sit up and say, Well, you know, we can't teach American history to y'all because it's gonna make my white kids feel bad. Well what about mm-hmm. my kids? What about my kids? Mm-hmm. So you in my face. My kids don't mean nothing. And we can't add us, y'all. We can't just sit around and just take that. We can't just take that. 
You know, we can't take that. There's lawsuits, there's lawsuits in Lubbock, uh, you know, from those folks out there, because I worked with them for a little while. The, uh, you know, same thing, the kid being disrespected in class. Uh, the teacher ain't right. saying nothing. He's being called names and stuff like that in these predominantly white schools. And so I'm just saying that we need to, uh, you know, we need to go and protect our kids. You know, they need to okay. fight, and that's all I'm saying. So how do, how do we make that happen? What do we need to do? Well, I, well we got some folks. Uh, again, like I said, lost, the, 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 there's lawsuits in love, but uh, the, 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 the session, you know, the legislative session is in session now. Uh, now the end of a CP, I think our day, well, I think say for third, is that, that's, yeah, April third. I think April the date 3rd. that the uh, yeah that we're gonna so, be yeah, we're gonna be. I think I think that's so, the same date. I'll look that up, okay. and I believe that's the same date date that the uh, Divine Nine will be there. Okay, yeah, I I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everybody converge at the same time. So basically, everybody. exactly. You know, and we're we're gonna have to. Be, you know, hold you know, do that and hold some other events highlight you know, highlighting the issue. You know, our top organizations are gonna have mm-hmm. to you know, do it in the do it in the town. We're gonna to do it here. Now, I did some things here in here in the Dallas Metroplex area, but we're gonna be doing a little bit more, uh, to highlight the issue. You know, other schools, other you know, we got the the, the uh Biden plan, the the uh build back better plan where again there's money in it for uh, lead pipes replace lead pipes in schools, so right. uh, we need to be. So we need to be on, uh, you know, our politicians in each of these towns to see what they're doing about getting some of that money. If you're not going to be them in a new school, you can, at least you can clean my water up. Sure, exactly. So <laughs> that's interesting. Clean your water up, okay? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about that uh, then, and, and I want to I want to share with you um, want to share with you our, our weekend uh, things that went on over the weekend, in particular things that went on Thursday night and Friday, um, and uh, and what happened with Mr. Eric Williams and and us and all of that. As a matter of fact, I sent him a message to see if he's free and come on and talk about it. But before we go there. Uh, Mr. Arthur, uh, we know that uh, the longest-serving uh, president of the United States, uh, President uh, Carter, has been placed into hospice. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, you're aware of that. And uh, so our prayers are, are with him as well, uh, with all the uh, things that he has done in his career and uh, we know that he has a lot of uh, skin cancer from his exposure to uh, to nuclear disasters and, and all kinds of things. Uh, he, you know, he was uh, he went to the Naval Academy, and as a young mm-hmm. man, he served in this country. So um, we just got to protect. I, I can remember quickly that when I uh, when I was deployed to the war, and I had uh, young male soldiers that were coming down with testicular cancer and then had uh, women coming down with breast cancer. And, and mm-hmm. uh, these were young people. We don't, we don't, uh, Normally. we don't, uh, we, well, we don't, uh, we, we don't stop to talk about the warfare and the things that we use in order 
for people to end up with all these different issues that they mm-hmm. end up with. So and they don't tell, anyway. They don't tell you you're in there that that's they 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 don't tell and they don't educate you on too why you're in there either. You don't find that out yeah. most times until you get out. That's exactly right, and that's when it that's when it really hits you when it actually get when you actually mm-hmm. get out. And then you start having Agent, these very strange issues. Agent, there you go. Exactly. Agent, That's right. They wait for everybody right. to die. Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all got mm-hmm. points. Yeah, everybody yeah. did. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the, but the families should benefit uh, from from that because the fam who suffers it's the families that suffer and perhaps struggle. Uh, having to try to pay for things uh, that maybe that person was taking care of in the family uh, during that time. Well, also, so, and also some clothes, kids yeah. are born deformities. Some of, kids, some of them people, kids are born with deformities behind that stuff. Yes. So, some people's kids are born are born with deformities behind that also. Oh, oh, so yes. that, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good. Thank you for, for bringing that up because that's, that's a big issue uh, as well of different mm-hmm. abnormalities that people experience from uh from child from childbirth that you know that was perhaps within the system of the people who were getting um who got got these various and sundry things, Agent Orange like you said, that gets into their, their system and even into their reproductive system and then causes right. abnormalities of children that are born. So it, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a serious it's a very, very serious a very serious matter, and you, we all know that uh, President Carden, Carter has spent a lot of his time with that skin cancer, and so that just automatically tells you that stuff fell on his face. Go ahead. He may have got that, may have got that because you know he did a lot of Habitat for America. He was out in the sun a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be true too. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. But, but he but he would say that you know I wore the straw hats and I wore the sunscreen. And all of that, but mm-hmm. you can, but you can look at his skin is very, very different from just uh, just being out in the sun, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you can, but you're, but you're one hundred percent correct with with uh, with the skin, you, with the sun. And and I tell people all the time, it's important to check your eyes, uh, sunglasses, uh, because you can you can get have issues with your your vision. Mm-hmm. And your eyes as well, and a lot of people don't don't embrace that. But uh, but as soon as I'm out there in the sun, Mr. Arthur, I you, I'm going to have those sunglasses on, protecting my my vision and protecting my eyes. And well, my doctor, well, go ahead. I, yes, I go had ahead. a doctor about I guess about I guess about, I guess about thirty years ago. He, he told me uh-huh. he said, hey, he said he said. So you need to wear. You said wear something because I'm I'm I'm, I'm light, I, I, you know, light sensitive. You know you do guys water. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I've been wearing I'm wearing eyeglasses. Everybody's you know, thinking I'm just being cool. No, I'm wearing them because yeah, you, know you I mean? need because, to protect your eyes. Yeah, you, you know. Call me cool I'm, if you want. Yes, I'm 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 very cool because I'm keeping the sun away. So I'm keeping my mm-hmm. eyes cool in my back. <laughs> so how yeah. do you want to phrase that? But you're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. So, so the critical race theory, um, and 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 we we need to hear more about why that is under attack, uh, the way that it is, because 
people are just well, they, uh, telling they, the history they, of enslavement, they got to make, right? They got to make CRT popular. They made the made it a political football. Okay. He described what he was. He said he said he he said what he 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 wanted to take. He wanted to make critical race theory a political bag, if you will, where you could throw everything in there. You know, just throw all kinds of stuff up in there, and then you don't want okay. about no race. And so, and then you can use it as a political weapon. So that's what they, I mean, he designed it like this. So, so mm-hmm. now you got people that CRT being taught in my school. And that's just how, how, how miseducated and how badly educated the, the, the uh, 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 American ISDs have done people that they can be okay. so, so out of it. And okay. they, and they know CRT being taught in their school, but they going around, even Abbott got folks scared to teach. American history because they say it's CRT. CRT is taught in college, it's taught in grad school. You know I mean, right. it's not Correct. you know it's, they didn't turn into a political foot. Where now you know uh, you got Abbott got folks scared to teach. You know that principal out there in Plano he got fired. Uh, you know and so forth and so on because you know you, so somebody's saying that you know like they know it's wrong but they you know but right now we're in a political uh, moment now where. We got a group mm-hmm. of fascist uh, Republicans, in particular, a fascist. They, the fascists took them over, uh, and, and and this is a part of fascism: misinformation. Uh, okay. I encourage everybody to go and look at some of the Hitler documentaries and see how that how how they did what they did. They confused everybody, got everybody at night, you know, you know, pick, you know, made you create the other, did all that, and then and, and then uh, and Hitler said, you know. Uh, uh, that, uh, his uh, propaganda guy, he's, you know, he mm-hmm. he's one corner. You just keep telling people the same. The, you keep lying over and over again. They'll eventually they'll believe it. Or, exactly. Yeah, you know, or they won't know, or they won't know the truth. You know what the truth is. Mm-hmm. You know, which is just as just as good because you know the truth is like CRT. Now you got mm-hmm. people doing all this stuff to my. I don't want my kids to, 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 to be taught CRT. When you when in reality you're saying I don't want my kids to be taught about Black history in America because it makes my because it makes my kids feel bad. We can't we yeah. can't go on like you can't go on like that. You, we can't you, you know Black folks we can't go on like that. We, can, we can't right. do that. Uh, we can't do that to our kids. We can't do that. To, we, yeah. we can't let them just just uh, re you know recover their minds. They say you know they they quote they too woke. Uh, yeah, and we need to get woker. So yeah. I'm hoping, yeah. you know, like wherever you're at in your district, in your school, you know, go and you know, go and see what they're doing in your school. You know, go in there, right. you, you know, just have you know, go go sit in the classroom. Uh, you know, set it up again, okay. and just go see what they do. If you just show up and do that, that can mm-hmm. create change. Absolutely, you're absolutely correct. It's interesting you said that because uh, when I was a young kid growing up, my mother never worked outside of the household until I was actually in the ninth grade. And so she worked as a dietitian, went to work in the, in the public school um, because we were all pretty big kids now. And so she didn't have to be concerned with that. But anyways, when I was, she used to be the uh, president of the PTA when I was just a in elementary school, and she would show up at the school so frequently 
the kids thought that that she was one of the teachers that she had she was working there because she every other day or so she was there uh, wanting to make sure that her kids were doing what they were supposed to do and mm-hmm. the teacher teachers were doing what they were supposed to do, but it it was a different day uh, back then as to mm-hmm. how the how things are today. Things are very, very differently. But let me ask you this question, Mr. Arthur. And I know when you were growing up and when I was growing up and going to school, our teachers came in and they were dressed a certain way. They they always had the men had a suit and tie on, uh, the women had business suits on or nice dresses with the pumps and hosiery and all of that. They 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 carried themselves in a very very professional uh, manner. So how do you see that differently from today? Well, you know, the, the, well, well, you know, the, well, well, the technology is different. The technology is different. Uh, okay. Kids are different. Uh, okay. In, in, in the sense that, you know, they come, they they come. All the kids, if you know, for people with kids, they'll all take the same thing. They've never seen a kid that smart before in their life. Well, that's you know, <laughs> that's that's and that's where we are now because you got. Uh, 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 kids now, again, you know, if you give them a, mm-hmm. about two years old, you give them a, a, a computer, I mean, a, a, some type of tech device, and they go mm-hmm. to work on it. Yes, they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about people that shouldn't even have one in their hands. I mean, I'm seeing eight, ten, ten-month-old, uh, less than a year-old babies, and they have a hissy fit in church if you take it away from them. See what I'm saying? <laughs> So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so what I'm just saying is that you know we're in a different time. Uh, we're in a different. Area. Like I said again, I was in, I was teaching school when okay. when I you know that technology progression. I was teaching school when I saw and I saw it where the, the technology. I saw the generation was which was the first generation of kids that taught right. the technology right. to their. You know, the, you know, their parents taught the technology to their kids. Uh uh-uh. uh the kids taught it to their parents. The first time I mm-hmm. saw that in math. Mm-hmm. And apparently, mm-hmm. they and look here, look here, they have a clue as to what was going on. <laughs> they had a whole wow. kind of So, so I guess time. my question would be, my question would be then, what does that have to do with uh, the manner in which uh, uh, these people dressed back in our day when they they wore business suits and 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 had well, that professional hour about uh, them compared to today. Well, different than then and now is what, of course, we were segregated, right? And so, mm-hmm. and so we had a we had a a uh, a focus uh, as a community and a purpose as a community. We had okay. we were headed okay. we, we were headed somewhere at together because we were separated. Right. So we were together. So we were, so we had a kind of like a kind of like collective mind set okay. focus. Doing the teachers, everybody knew. How important it was for us to learn, for us to make that next step. So we and were to set in, examples so, and set examples for your students. Right, right, because we were the first ones getting quote the opportunity to move beyond, you know, voting mm-hmm. right back and all that. We were sure. so so we were the ones that had the first opportunity to move into quote the mainstream, right? Okay. And so, and so we were taught. We, we were told. That all we need to do is work hard, 
you know, da 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 and then you and uh, no problem, you're gonna make it. Well, little did we know, you know what we did. We, we, you know, once we did the immigration thing, we gave up our, all our business infrastructure. The business piece of our community never got hooked up to the big economic piece here in America. That's where that's where we got bamboozled. They, they okay. you know, they closed they, they closed that economic door on our on our black community business infrastructure. In other words, they didn't let us in. And then what they did, okay. so what they did it was they did a brain drain, like they do in okay. them different, uh, you know, like they, you know, get their best, that's they did with us. They use us like a farm team. They brain drain okay. us. Okay. So when the corporations, you know, we, you know, did the magic there. You know, so, so we did magic everywhere for everybody. And the money, and the money, because the way, uh, you know, we got dispersed, uh, our mm-hmm. economic power dispersed also. So we had nowhere to go and collectively put it. Whereas before we had businesses and so forth that we could do that with. But uh, once we integrated, we lost that, we lost that piece where we could, sure. where we could, you know, put our money together and so forth and so on. Oh, no, just come on, you know, y'all free now. Uh-uh. Well, you know, that was a... That didn't work mm-hmm. out too good. Okay. I got you. Okay. Well, I'm not sure if um, Mr. Eric Williams is on or not. We're just about to go into our second uh, part, and I believe, uh, yes, Miss Rihanna has opened up that line. So, uh, Mr. Eric, are you there? I am. Good evening. Oh, thank you. Good evening. I didn't know if you were on or not. I couldn't, but Miss Rihanna just let me know that she's opened up your line. So it's great to have you on. How are you doing this evening? Doing blessed. How are you doing this evening? I'm thank doing you. great. I tell you, Mr. Yes. Arthur, Mr. Williams and I had an amazing, amazing two days uh, there in Houston along with uh, 10 others that uh, journeyed down to uh, Houston, Texas. As you know, we we were able to bring in Mr. Hakeem Jeffries into Houston. He's mm-hmm. doing a Texas tour. He was in your city, uh, the great city of Dallas, Texas, and then he journeyed all around into the southern sector and then ended up in Houston. And so what, what the message that we gave to him is that we were happy that he was making that tour, but until he makes that tour into East Texas, it's not it's incomplete in Texas. That's and that tried to Im- impress upon him the importance of him reaching these voters and non-voters uh, out here in uh, East Texas and deep East Texas. But then, then that happened on Thursday. Lots of wonderful people. How many would you guess that was probably there, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Eric? Wow, I, I think it was uh, <laughs> ooh maybe two three hundred folks. That's <laughs> what I said. Uh, you guessed it just right. That's just about what I said. <laughs> yes, yes, two three hundred folks. Uh, yeah, it was a nice. Yeah, it was, it, it was it was outstanding. It was outstanding, and so then uh, and we'll take it from there. The food was amazing. The the company was amazing. We just enjoyed, and we were in that beautiful mansion that sat on that waterfront down there. It's great when you see your people living so well, right, Mr. Mr. Eric? Ooh, uh, yes, yes, yes. It's very <laughs> inspiring. Eric, where was the place at? Uh, Houston. Well, we were in Spring, a suburb, you know, Spring, the suburb of Houston, Texas. Yeah, 
in spring. Very, oh, very, yes. very inspiring. Yeah. Well, why is going that, brother? Beautiful. 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 Thank you for asking. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes, well, I, I hey, tell you this, uh, this hey, Mr. Hey, Arthur. Hey, hey, go ahead. Hey, hey, sure, let me say something quick, because I've been doing my, I've been working on my, uh, uh, I've been telling Sheridan about it on the show, my uh, uh, ancestral DNA. We've been working on that. So, I, and if I'm looking at it, I think, I think we might be cousins. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? All, all three of us. Math. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well I, I tell you, you better get in line because I'm getting a whole lot of messages saying they, they my I cousin. Be, I bet you have. I, I know that's true. Well, well, let me tell you this, Mr. Arthur. Uh, Mr. Williams did his thing on Friday morning. We were there at the uh, British consulate, and uh, we had the media to come out. And, and so one of the affiliates, one of the Houston affiliates, uh, is an affiliate to CBS 19 here in Tyler. And so not only were we all over the news in Houston, Texas, we've been all over the news the last two days uh, in Tyler, Texas. And so I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Williams and let him share uh, uh, what an amazing time we had and, uh, and, uh, and how, we, how this is just unfolding. And everybody's now related to Mr. Eric Williams. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. No, but I, I, I'm, 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 I'm really telling the truth. I mean, I got, I got uh, direct messages in the in Facebook. I don't know them, but you know, they are Williams. <laughs> but they, but they know you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, so they yeah, know I'm, you. I'll, I'll accept it, but I want to say thank you uh, for your support down there and in Houston. I, I, I think that the message uh, that was given uh, there at the British Consulate was there to raise their awareness uh, right. to the plight of the quill, uh, simply because of the fact that several letters have been written and, you know, nothing other than rhetoric uh, mm-hmm. has been presented in terms of returning the quilt that comes with the narrative that was created years ago, not by me. And, right. you know, um, it's, it's, it's really uh, interesting to see uh, this process unfold because of the fact that the British Empire know what they've done in the past when it comes to relics as it relates to other nations. This is no different than any other nation that the British government has taken something that belonged to our people. That's it. And it was made and manufactured by our people on the plantation in East Texas. It's yeah. well documented. And so... We went down there to let them know that we want it back, and uh, I'm looking forward to the celebration when it returns. Yes, sir. I'm believing. Yes, sir. I'm having faith yes, that God is is going to make that happen because guess yes, what? Uh, this little bird keeps following me around, and, and uh, this little red cardinal tells me that <laughs> Miriam is not at peace. And all right, so that's all I right. I can be at peace. Yes, yes. 
that's that's well said. I, I tell you, it was a it was humbling uh, to uh, to see and hear all of the people that are in support of Mr. Williams on on what Saturday night. Uh, I I spoke at the um, uh, the Texas uh, African American Museum's Black History Program, which was outstanding. A fine young gentleman. Uh, by the name of uh, Mr. Billy O'Quinn was the uh, keynote speaker, but but the mistress of ceremony was a an employee of uh, CBS 19, and she opened up she opened the show up uh, the program. She opened up and said who she was and and that welcomed everybody to the Texas African American Museum's Black History Program. She said, but but we have uh, Dr. Shirley McKellar here, Mayor Pro Tem, uh, she says, and that um, and that she she's going to be coming up later on, and we want her to brief us on all the things that have gone on with Mr. Eric Williams and that that quilt, and and she just she just drove it on home, and so she just opened that door wide open for me to have the opportunity to talk about that quilt and so and 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 so i talked about it when i got up to speak and then ended with talking about uh, the um the city of tyler putting on its black history program and and we're going to feature uh the first 11 black families that settled here post-slavery from 1835 until 1855 and then had another opportunity to talk about that quilt. And I said to 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 them, some of you, are, I didn't know, Mr. Williams, that everybody has been contacting you to be your relative. But I said to them, <laughs> some of you may be, some of you may be related. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of you that hail from Marshall, Texas, may be related. And even if you don't hail from uh, Marshall, Texas, you still may be related. Uh, but I but I ended by telling them that that quilt does not mean to to uh, the British people what it means to the black folk in East Texas, and talked about how how our people it was our people that made those quilts and 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 utilized them to give a message out to each other uh, as they were enslaved, uh, and uh, and we need to have that quilt back. Go ahead, sir. Hey, hey, as Eric, if he, could, if he could give us a little bit, uh, you know, uh, you know, bring us up to you know, give us a little story about the quilt, how it came, how it came to be, how it came to leave, how, you know, and how we, you know, intend to right. get it back. Could, could you give us a little bit of that's great. Time on that. Well, well, you know, it really came about honestly um, through just doing research, reading. Um, gathering up all this information uh, as it relates to the Williams family that was enslaved on the Mimosa Hall plantation. And I kind of knew about it when I first began it, uh, but I kind of just stored it away and forgot about it. But it wasn't really until the queen passed that it became relevant again and really kind of came into my prayer view. And I was like, I remember that this had come about uh, in some of my research, but, you know, I was like, I, I can't get nothing back from the queen or the king. And I just mm-hmm. kind of set it, set it back. But then God kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, go pull that back up. 
Mm-hmm. And I started doing more research, and I got more information. Then I got confirmation, which was the Holy Grail, when they even linked my family to the doggone slave master himself. Mm-hmm. I showed that to uh, Dr. McKellar while we were in Houston, yes, as a matter of fact. Yes, sir. Um, but, um, you know, with this whole quilt piece, um, I want to get it back and use it to help educate other people, uh, mm-hmm. both the black race, the white race, every race. Uh, because that really, I saw a documentary on television. It just happened to come on, and they were talking about the Holy Grail and how black people were connected to the Holy Grail through the nice Templars using a chalice cup. Mm-hmm. And it looked just like the one that the ancestors created there on Mimosa Hall. And it was a very chilling documentary to, to, to find that out. Uh, and I knew it had some spiritual undertones, but then to see where and this documentary was actually done in England. And it talked right. about them and how that was uh, connected uh, in some way. But the the quilt needs to be returned. We need to have a celebration for the return. And yeah. I can't wait to, to to put my hands on it to feel mm-hmm. the power that it has that yeah, you know yeah. it, it's been blessed with because mm-hmm. you know, there again, uh finding anything is like finding a needle in a haystack. Uh That's and right. when it comes to our ancestors, you know, and so um, I didn't create this. I didn't create the the, the situation. No. God gave me the assignment, and I'm mm-hmm. complete the mission. There you okay, go. Some, I love it. Because sort of people can understand. Okay, is it? You know, say so no. Is it? Is it? Is it this one quilt? Is it a quilt and some more quilts? Uh, uh, who? 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 I mean, how did it? How did it come to leave from here to go over there? Was it a gift to somebody over there? Or how did it come mm-hmm. to be? I like that question. Go ahead, Mr. Well, Mr. Williams. Well, you know, it's I equate it to the fact that it's just like their lives and livelihood were stolen. Um, this was taken from its intended people through nefarious means. And one of the narratives that I've been able to uncover is a lady from England who came over and did the first ever Harrison County plantation, slave plantation tour. And she was assigned by the museum itself to mm-hmm. seek out the quilt. Her name was Sheila Betterman. So, uh, but she's now deceased. So, but she left documentation about how she got the quilt, and she said she was proud to have acquired the quilt. Hello. Okay, yes, so she acquired. Yeah. Okay, she's saying that she. Okay, so she acquired the quilt. Now, now what gave? Okay, okay, so so people understand. So what? Who? What makes this quilt special? 
That's what I need to find out from them. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what is special. I don't know the 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 the. the, the it's just like Dr. McKellar said. It has no appeal to them, but it has a lot of appeal to us. I don't know what the and, appeal and, is and, to them. And I want to I want to jump in what because what I think that the appeal is money. Follow the money. Look how much money they have made from that quilt. And so uh, besides that, we're talking about something that was hand sewn. Handmade. Mm-hmm. They sewed it how long ago? Back in the mid 1800s. Do you know how valuable that makes that quilt? This is something mm-hmm. that the slaves, the people who were enslaved, made with their hands. hands. Not only that, hands. Yes, it was sewn with their hand. They made it with their hands. And even the fabric, I'm sure. There you come on with it. So we know it had to do with money. That's right. valuable. We're in the 21st century now. And that was in the mid 1800s. It's worth a whole lot. It's, yeah, it's I mean, worth it, so much it, money. It, it's it, unbelievable. Go ahead, Mr. Tweet. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's the thing that they're well aware of. Uh, the 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 implications of the, the financial aspect of what they've done for over 40 years in terms of generating revenue. I've been able mm-hmm. to calculate it and discern it and put it together. And, 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 you know, they've been, <laughs> they've been copywriting the image that is not even made That's by right. them. Exactly. That's intellectual property theft. That's mm-hmm. intellectual yeah. property. And, 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 th- and then on top of that, quilts are no longer just a piece of fabric. They are art. That's exactly fine correct. Art now. Yes, yes. So, so that goes to a testimony of what Dr. McKellar just said as to attest to its value. It's no longer just a quilt. It's fine art, and it's fine art from a date long ago. And they have mm-hmm. right, but not in mine. <laughs> it's just yesterday, you see. But, uh, you know, you, you, you just have... I mean, even with the people online have, you know, our white counterparts, you know, they have one opinion, and the black counterparts have another opinion. I love a healthy debate. Sometimes people get healthy amnesia and forget about the struggle of the people that have come before us that allowed us to be where we are today, and they just want to wipe them under the, under the cover. It's just like when we went out mm-hmm. there with Dr. McKellar to the plantation, and the man pointed out to me, well, the rest of your family buried back up there in the woods. That's what mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. The rest That's of your right. people up there uh, un- un- unmarked. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. And there are people on, there are people who still live on that plantation, the largest plantation in the state of Texas that has Ooh. how many, over 3,000 slaves? Oh, black thousand slaves. Yeah. Remember, black people still living on it. You talking about black people living on it, white people? You heard black people still uh, live yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think we just know? have somebody that to join us, gentlemen. I believe, uh, is that Captain Russell? Is that you? Yes. Yes, I okay. Uh, welcome. Joined, yes, ma'am. Go I joined ahead. in late, and I would like okay. to know the name of the quilt and the current location of the quilt. And where did it come from? Originally. Go ahead, Mr. Williams. 
So have okay. you the, the the name of the quilt is the chalice quilt. And the chalice represents the Holy Grail of Jesus. And okay. the uh, quilt comes from the Mimosa Hall Plantation in Lee, Texas, manufactured okay. by my family and other slaves on that plantation during the 1800s. They planted okay. the cotton, they picked the cotton, they loaded the cotton, they fashioned the cotton that made the quilt. And Lee, Texas, okay. just in case, in Lee, Captain uh, Russell, that you don't know, is right, is right outside of uh, Marshall, Texas. Outside of Marshall, okay. Texas. Yes. Yes. All right. And, and, okay. and, and uh, you know, the, the plantation, and Dr. McKellar can attest to this, uh, when I asked the descendant, when we were on a hunt at the Episcopal Church, where we made other discoveries, uh, I asked the slave descendant of the plantation, which I had already knew because I watched this build. I, I knew what his response should have been. And I was surprised by the response because I asked him, I said, I, I had watched a, a Bill Morrill's PBS documentary on Mimosa Hall long ago. And mm-hmm. in the documentary, you had the white Southern women laughing and giggling about Mimosa Hall and how they used to pay the people a dollar a day to make them go out there and pick cotton on the plantation. And then she's wind up saying, well, you know, Mimosa Hall never closed down. Right. You know, Mimosa Hall never closed down. And so I asked the descendant in front of Dr. McKellar, (laughs) did the plantation ever close down? He said, oh, no, the plantation never closed down. We stayed open. Right. Right. Did they not, Dr. McKellar? 100%. (laughs) Yes, sir. So Mimosa, Mimosa, Mimosa has. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead, Dr. McKellar. No, I just wanted to let Captain Russell know, and we made we journeyed down to Mimosa Hall. But go ahead, Mr. Williams, you can tell him more. And 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 I I like to touch base on the discovery made at the church, if that's okay, Dr. McKellar. Okay, please start. Yes, sir. Absolutely, and very important. Yes, well, as you know, uh, the Episcopal Church is atoning for their involvement in slavery right now with billions of dollars. Uh, yeah. And they're being headed up by an African-American man right now. And um, I, I personally, I mean, he, he says he's going to atone for them, but I wish it was someone else other than him, but it is who it is. But mm-hmm. he's leading this atonement effort for the Episcopal Church. But now the Episcopal Church of England is also involved. We sent them a letter as well asking for their atonement and involvement in the chalice quilt because the narrative blames a bishop for taking the quilt that was a part of the Episcopal Church, which led me to the Episcopal Church of Marshall to look for my ancestors there. And we found William's they're in their books. Did we not, Dr. McKellar? We found them. <laughs> yes, sir. And the books were, were in the safe locked up in, in the church, the Episcopal yeah. Church. So we started there, and we looked at those books. But I really wanted to see 
who this bishop was that they were saying the quilt was given to. And they had a picture of him. And I didn't know it. And the gentleman said, well, we have one here. He's in the stained glass. And the church is such a beautiful place with stained glass <laughs> windows and everything on the congregation side. It's beautiful white faces and all. And there are all these white spirits and beautiful Jesuses and all this good stuff. And, and you walk to the back and you see another beautiful uh, bishop who happens to be a confederate Black general. Man. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. the, the 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 one the one that was leading the baptismals and the marriages in Mimosa yeah. Hall in Lee, Texas, was a white Confederate general right. named Leonis Polk, and that oh, that yeah. particular that particular stained glass window was brought to that church in 1784, the same time the wow. image that's directly across from it was placed mm-hmm. in that church, and yeah. Lord said to me. Take a picture of both of them. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. So I took a picture of the first, Leonis Polk, the white guy, mm-hmm. and I took a picture to my right. Dr. McKellar was standing right there. Right there. The whole thing. I took a yes, picture, sir. but I didn't realize the second picture, how significant it would be once I got That's back right. and looked at it. So yes. I texted Dr. McKellar. I said, you won't believe what I have and, and, and looked at and. You know, we we talk about whitewashing the images of our saints mm-hmm. and Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But I've never seen it in real life in America until mm. I went into that church. <laughs> and I looked to my right, and there was yeah. uh, St. Augustine painted mm-hmm. in black. Mm-hmm. And King wow. Balthazar and his three wise men painted in color. And- Yes. Juxtaposed yes. to Leonis Polk in the back room that people never go and visit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The, 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 we, the, we stumbled on the, that, didn't we? We, we stumbled on it. <laughs> and and so mm. that just told me about the brainwashing that was going on because yeah. you take that yeah. image of King Balthazar and the wise man that found Jesus, the black man, and then you juxtapose the image that they got out in the congregation of the same scene been painted a different color looking at the same exact image. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Been there mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. Well. So. But so, to know that people, well, Captain Russell, to know that people all across Texas are joining in and wanting to help Mr. Eric Williams get that quilt back to America. And I said to Mr. Williams one day, we need that quilt in Washington, D.C., in the National African American Museum. Or oh, if yes, it's not going to be in his hands. <laughs> he said yes. If yes. it's not going to be in his hands, it needs to be in that museum and so that we as uh, black people can see and appreciate, and not just black people, but every people, because we say this all the time. This is Black History Month, and so I'm going to say, Mr. Eric Williams, we're going to, we're going to call you the legend uh, today for uh, the Marvelous Monday show. 
because you have done an amazing job in all of this research, and, and we're just so happy to be a part of the work that you're doing to help to work to get. And not only just people in Texas and America, how about there are people over in Great Britain that's interested in helping to make this come to fruition. So we thank you right. for this this great work. This is our history. Well, this, is, this is American history. American history. Well, I would gladly accept. I, ha- <laughs> I have one <laughs> more question. Go right ahead. Yeah. Make it look I have one yes, more ma'am. question. Yes, ma'am. Do you know exactly where it's located in Europe? Uh, we do. Yes. Go ahead, Mr. Williams. Tell her exactly where it's located. <laughs> it's located within the walls and the halls of the American Museum and Gardens in Bath, England, just outside of London, England, in the UK, of Great Britain. Okay. And okay. that particular museum uh, is the only American museum outside our borders in any other country in the world. And it's the okay. reason why it's called the American Museum. Yeah. Okay. And they have all of our artifacts, not only yeah. the chalice quilt, but they got some Cato Indian artifacts <laughs> in that museum <laughs> that they don't want people to know about. <laughs> So it's been on tour as well in America. Go ahead. Absolutely. It's been on tour. And we got to really decolonize that, that entire museum because it's just not, like I said, just not the chalice quilt, but it's, it's a whole bunch right. of others. But that chalice quilt has been back to America uh, on tour. Um, yes. And it was in D.C. as a part of a, uh, a festival event. And, Mm-hmm. Uh, it was curated, so it came home, but it didn't stay. It went back mm-hmm. without the well, knowledge and, and of the share people with them that how, created it. Mm-hmm. Right, and share with them how people have made money, how they have made uh, money off of that quilt, how they have made money from it. Well, um, after I wrote letters to the British government, the king, the uh, curator of the museum. I wrote letters to everybody. There wasn't yeah. nobody off the list. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I wrote letters to everybody. And so I got response back, but it wasn't satisfactory. So, you know, with this whole piece, uh, the uh, American Museum and Gardens know that they've had it for 40 years and they've been profiting mm-hmm. from corporate art theft, well, intellectual yeah. property theft. Since it originated in Texas, it, it appears to me Texas. We, need to take, mm-hmm. we need to take legal matters in our own hands. I'm working on that right now, to be exact. Okay. I'm working on that right now. And but okay. it's not concrete, uh, but we're working on that right now as I speak. That's right. And, yeah. and, 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 and so uh, hopefully that'll be another component that'll be as part of this whole entire journey uh, that'll be forthcoming very soon. 
Right. Yes. Right. And, and yes, they they sold prints off of that. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the part I wanted yeah, yeah, to yeah. talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so, so they, uh, <clears throat> so they've been able to license, sell prints, file uh, for publications and periodicals to publish in books and magazines and reap benefits from the advertising of selling the slave narrative of my family, creating this quilt on the Mimosa Hall plantation. They've been peddling that narrative ever since they got their hands on it. Okay. Well, you need to deal with that. Yeah. What's that again? I, I didn't hear that last part. What? Oh, I said we need to deal with that, and I commend you in all the work, all the work yeah. that you have put into this. And yeah. well, you know, please do not do not grow tireless, and That's keep right. up the good work. I definitely that, thank that, you. That, that's, that's the voice of a social worker speaking to you, uh, Miss Eric. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Captain, I love it. Captain I love Russell, it. retired military, U.S. Army. Wow! 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 Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, thank I mean, all, I, I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. That's all I can say. Is you know, I'm honored and thank you. It's a blessing. It's yeah. a blessing. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, the, 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 you know, when when I, Dr. McKellar didn't know I had all eyes on her when she went down to, to the plantation because I wanted to really, see and feel <laughs> what she was gonna feel like, and and, and and it overwhelmed me just seeing her be, become overwhelmed. <laughs> I, I was, you know. as a matter of fact, uh, Mr. Williams did not tell you this part, Captain Russell, and and I think, and Mr. Eric already knows it. But uh, his his great grandmother Miriam, he's already put a film out, finding Miriam, and that was the nucleus of where he was trying to go. Is that is to find out where his great grandmother was buried. Well, when we got down there, he found out uh, that his great grandmother was buried right next to her slave master. And the interesting part about it is that that the slave master's wife was buried at his feet, but Mr. Williams' family member was buried right next to him. And I, I, I just had to sit down on the, on the grave because here she sat right next to uh, the man that was her, the slave master. And, and I, you know, you, you always use your head and think about, uh, well, you analyze that kind of thing. So you thought, well, he's standing on the standing on his wife, but laying next to Mr. Williams' family uh-huh. member. That's well, you know, that's how I see. It. I saw that documentary. I saw that <laughs> yeah. documentary. You said, very good, very good. Miss well, Arthur, you want to say something? Miss Arthur, I've seen that somebody say the the you know Sisma State was a was a peculiar institution. I mean, yes, I mean, that was like, I mean, that was like commonplace, uh, yes. you know, for, yes, you know, for to have a, and a white woman, and a white woman, she knew it. And, you know, That's and right. he had kids, but that was just, com- that was That's just right. common. Yeah. It wasn't yes, it was. for them. 
That's, that's exactly correct. Well, see, they, 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 have, they, they, haven't let, they haven't let me up in the big house yet. I'm waiting to get in the big house. I'm waiting <laughs> to get I try, Dr. McKellar, Dr. Well, tell you, I, I, pre- I, I, I pressed the flesh on the big house, but he wasn't trying to have it. <laughs> I pressed it. We're trying to get them off the... There you go. Get them off of that plantation so Mr. Williams and his family can get on that plantation because guess you what? Got that right. As he mentioned, the plantation is still open and people are still coming out acres. there and living at 7,000 acres still left. Used to be more than that, right? 7,000 yep. acres. Yep. And yep. Got well, a big he, you know, every time, every, every time okay. I talk to him, I, every time I talk to him, I trip him up on the numbers. And he always correct me, and I always know which real numbers is. He always correct me, but I trip him up every time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you heard him when he was right. out there. <laughs> yes, so yes, I did. I'm just, we, I'm just astounded lake, by the numbers. I'm oh God, you, the lake! Yes, lake, yes, the beautiful lake. lake out there. Beautiful lake. D- dug out by hand, eighty feet deep mm-hmm. by all the slaves. Wow. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So see, that's what makes. You know, people will say, well, you act like an angry uh, black person, whatever. Uh, but but we're not angry, but if you just wanted to be, you have every reason to be, right? But you're not <laughs> going to live your life being an angry person. Uh, we no. want what rightfully belongs to, to people and our ancestors. That's why I want everybody to come on, mon- on excuse me, Friday night. Uh, so that you you can learn even more about what the black folk did to help to build Smith County and Tyler, Texas. Wow. It's going to be amazing. From the 1835, uh, Captain Russell, until 1855, we're going to feature 11 black families and how they worked to build uh, Tyler, Texas, Smith County. Wow, wow, wow. From the rural community to the city of Tyler. Hey, it's hey, a Aaron, beautiful thing. I love it. Go Aaron, ahead, Mr. Let me ask you a question because you know, I'm doing my research. I got Williams on my mom's side, Williams on my dad's side. Then wait, oh, what did you find out about? Uh, what you found out about Shelby County? Uh, and and, uh, and the city of Africa, Texas. You don't think about oh, that? Oh, I know about. Oh yeah, yeah. Africa, Texas is closed down now. But yeah, it was an old former freedman slave town. Africa, Texas. Mm-hmm. It's down south a little bit, going towards. Houston. I've been down there. And uh, yeah, that's where my I, dad. My, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. My dad, no, dad side. That's where his folks are. As a matter of fact, look here. Guess who else is some kin to to us? I'm proud of you too, John Wiley Price. Oh Lord! Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They come from uh, where? They come from? Yeah, Africa, Africa. See, and, and I don't—I had uh, never heard of this Africa, Texas, until Mr. Arthur was telling me about it. And you oh, say yeah. it's down—it was There's down one. south yeah. near Houston. Down where? It's Shelby County. Yeah, it's in Shelby County. And look here, and what else I found out was that okay now. Uh, uh, the uh, Harrison Hill. But anyway, I, I guess he was kind of the leader. But anyway, they came on up here to Dallas. Well, as a matter of fact, I think they came to Dallas first, and then they went to Africa. But then, but anyway, uh, you know, they were those were the folks that those were the families that put together Little Egypt in Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know, which, which, which mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some big people. Huh? Like, I said, look, I'm some kind of some big folks. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, I, I guess I, you're I, right. I, 
when you, when you start talking about Shelby County, I think I, I uh, cause I had gone down and discovered, you ain't going to believe this, but I had gone down and discovered this woman who was a former slave. I think I may have told you about this a while ago, Arthur. I found mm-hmm. this former slave who's buried in the middle of the road in Texas. Wow. wow. Stop. Is that right? Yeah. I had in to the film middle it of to the, really. In which the middle part of the road. Te- which part it, of Texas is it? Uh, if I can remember correctly, it was uh, Hearn, Texas. Hearn, I know uh, Hearn, Hearn, Texas. Wow. Yeah, Hearn, I, Texas. I have some I people had, that live in Tyler that's from Hearn, Texas. Yeah, mm. Hearn, Texas. In the middle of the road. In the middle of the road. Jack, I had to go there and stand there and film it for myself. Yeah, in, in the middle of the road. Wow. wow. So, so this Afri- Africa, Texas is actually also called Webb, Texas, is, is no. what I, I'm reading here. And no. and no. that, well, I'm, I'm no. just saying, I don't know. It says Africa, no, also known as Webb, Texas, in deep east Texas, by the Louisiana. Oh, okay. oh no, no, no. That, no. no. That's, that's not the same person. This would be kind of south. This would be kind of south, Center, okay, uh, I yeah. where, uh, Center, Texas. Okay, Center, Texas is the town. That's it's where. I, when, 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 yes, at, near Center. Everybody moved to Center. Uh, now, the church. The, you, you got this bell at this church. Matter of fact, the bell, the bell in the church is still there. I, I, I'll make a trip down there. Okay. But the bell is okay. still there, and like, like whenever somebody died, somebody was born, they rang this bell. Right. It, right. You know, right. like. Yeah. So the bell is still down there. The bell in the church is still down. Okay. But the but the city of Africa is no longer Africa, Texas. Yeah, it, no longer the, the, the cemetery is still down there being you know, kept up a little look like me from what I can see. Uh the the, the cemetery is still down. I mean, I may see some people down there but the town but not a town. Mm-hmm. I, okay. listen, one of my okay. cousins that's fraternity brother of mine, uh Agia Coleman, uh-huh. he living he used to live in Africa, Texas. He was there when they okay. you know, when they died what everybody moved to center. So he so he been telling me about that particular piece. Okay. It says Africa is three miles southeast of center in central mm-hmm. Shelby County. Yeah. This this predominantly mm-hmm. black community was settled in the last quarter of the nineteenth century by former slaves mm-hmm. who cleared the heavily wooded area for farming. There you mm-hmm. go. Interesting. Okay. And so it also my, says Toledo Bend is down there. First, then they, and then they came down there. Because I thought they came okay. after, then went to Dallas. He said, no, they, they started uh, up here in Dallas. You know, it was one of the main okay. families up here. And then they went to, uh, then created Africa. Created Little Egypt gotcha. and Africa. So, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, I found, okay. I found out that it was, I found out that it was a, uh, a black man that, Negotiated between mm-hmm. the New Republic of Texas and the Indians, but they couldn't come to an agreement during during the time of the slavery peace. Early uh-huh. on, mm-hmm. I, and this guy's out of Nacogdoches. They got a, a memorial there to him, and I forget his name, but he did the negotiations between the two warring parties, African American. Never mm-hmm. heard about it. Uh, no, we got 
Oh, we was in the mix. We was, that's, that, that's was exactly what I was getting ready to say. We were in the mix, and they done hid so much and lied. Well, let me shut up. Well, well, it's a whole. It, wait, let me just say this: there's some new sheriffs in town, and so you can't okay. lie to us anymore because we know how to dig and find that good research and find out what really happened with our ancestors and our offspring. That's right. Right. And and what Amen. we need to do in order to educate uh, the communities, and that and that is the purpose of our. Once again, I keep reflecting back to Friday night, but that the purpose, uh, one of the reasons Friday night is to educate not only African Americans but people in general. Absolutely. Let me ask Erin. Research. Uh, okay, and there was a. Well, what about the Turners? And there was. A, it, it was. I guess it was Turner Plantation, right? Turners. So the what now? You know, Turner Plant. Do you know anything about the Turner Plantation? Turners. No, I don't know. I, the I Turner Plantation. In, East, in, in Harrison County. No, 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 Smith County. Oh no, I hadn't done too much in oh, Smith County, heard. but I'm sure. I don't know. Well, there's what's two. There's two. Why my cousin? It's one thing one of my cousins that, uh, you know, like uh, you know, some of my folks, they were on the Turner Plantation from from, from what I understand. So uh, it was well, down okay. Smith County. Let me see. Let me, speak, let me, let me see. Go ahead. Let me say this much. You know, uh, I, I, re- I hadn't heard of the Turner Plantation, but what's, what's really interesting about the question is that, you know, Harrison County had over 1,700 slave owners, and all of them, had some sort of plantation over there somewhere around it. and Tyler had a whole bunch of them too. And these things yes, are sir. still around. They just they just back up in the woods hidden from our eyesight. Like what we got That's down there right. in Mosa Hall. They here. They well here. let me just tell you what we have in uh in still in Smith County. The uh we have Roseland plantation that's uh, out there in Ben Wheeler and then we yep. have the um Okay, mm-hmm. Vance County, that's right. And then we have yep, yep. Uh, the uh, Rose La- Rosewood Plantation that's on Highway 64 going toward mm-hmm. the airport here in Tyler, Texas. And that's where my great-grandfather and my grandfather uh, was on that plantation. And then there's one out in, um, uh, what's that called? New Harmony. New Harmony. Mm-hmm. But I, li- mm-hmm. I, I I put in there, Mr. Arthur, is there a turnip plantation in Smith County, Texas? And I, it didn't show that there is one. Mm-hmm. It just shows. Mm-hmm. So doesn't mean that there's not one because uh, I also saw the, well, we had more, we had more plantations in Texas than anybody in the country. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, uh, so it, it's listing yeah. all of these: yeah, they, the Winona, and, Mount Sylvian, Arp. Oh, uh, go ahead. We, we don't have Texas got sides. in on the slave game late. <laughs> That's the reason uh, why they, 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 they got, they got in late. Seven, yeah, we like seven yeah. eleven, right? Yeah, yeah. Small <laughs> plantation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got. We, they Texas got, in, got late. in late. They did. Yeah, get they in got late in. They only had forty-four years of it here in Texas. They right. had 44 years, so they got in late. Okay. So they were trying to get all they can get while they can get it and thought they was going to have it forever, you see. 
But to your point about uh, Roseland, uh, yes, sir, uh, Doctor McKellar, uh, yes, sir. and and another bit of history that I was I found out when I was doing finding Miriam because the film starts out at Roseland, believe it or not, and and. Uh, one of the gentlemen in the film, you knew him, is the black Indian guy with the curly hair that runs the Redlands Barbecue right there. That's right. That's and, right. That's and, it. And, and, and you said you knew the guy, and he knew you. Oh, and, yeah, Mr. Uh, Carwell. Mr. Carwell. Yep, Mr. Carwell. Carwell. Well, his family was mm-hmm. enslaved as black Indians mm-hmm. on that plantation. He told That's me the right. whole story. Okay. That's right. But, but then after I started doing, looking for the Williams over there, where I found some over there, then I found out that that area, plantation had all the black Indians on that plantation uh, because that's where the failed negotiations happened between the black negotiation and the Indians and the Republic of Texas when -hmm. President Lamar ordered the uh, extermination of all the Indians in East Texas 800 black men women and children black Indians were killed on that plantation I went out to the site down in the woods, way back up in the woods, they got all these rocks to all of the doggone plant uh, tribes that were killed. Chief Bowles and his whole, they shot him in the head first, left all of, all of the people dead, all 800 mm. dead, and just rotted oh to the ground gosh. on the plantation. Kids mm-hmm. and all. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Indians have a major celebration every year. Called ethnic cleansing. Yeah, crime ethnic against humanity. Well, 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 that's exactly, and that is why, uh, and I give credit to uh, Miss Vicki Betts, who was a librarian there at University of Texas, reached out to Mr. Larry Wade, uh, who started the um, uh, African-American Historical Society. And, um, and so we're now cleaning up the black-owned cemeteries that have, been gone, have gone awry. We started out actually with... Uh, with uh, Mr. Benjamin Goss, who established the uh, the universe. Some people call it universal. Uh, you know, uh, Captain uh, Russell Universal Heights out there in Chapel Hill area, where there's a cemetery, and that cemetery houses Mr. W. A. Pete, uh, was a, a professor and principal at one of the schools way back in the 1800s. And we have W. A. Pete Elementary School who is named after him. He's buried out there. There are some World War One and two veterans that are buried out there that, uh, that I, we bought flags, and I placed a flag on every one of those veterans' uh, uh, grave sites that were out there. We've cleaned up uh, these cemeteries, and we thank Mr. Williams. Uh, excuse me. Once again, we thank uh, uh, Mr. Larry Wade and then Ms. Vicki Betts, who actually informed us about these cemeteries that have been unkept. And so we're going around cleaning cemeteries. My family has two uh, cemeteries, the Irwin Cemetery, where they have been kept up, but there are many cemeteries who have not been kept up. And so that's why we're on this campaign of cleaning uh, the cemeteries. And then we had an all-star, all-American football player, uh, Mr. Anderson, um, Mr. William Anderson, uh, and his brother, Mr. Alvin Anderson, was one of the first black uh, uh, assistant superintendents in the Tyler Independent School District. So there's rich, rich history uh, in these cemeteries. And, and it, it's so wrong 
that uh, that these cemeteries have not uh, been kept up, and it's as if to say that these people were not born, that their lives were not important. So, uh, so we learned a lot of history even from just being out there in those cemeteries, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. So. That's great. Well, to learn more. Important to learn more. Go ahead. We'll cover foot back. Uh, uh, by that time, we'll have a probably a, a great big story by that time. I'm sure Eric will go on and cover some more stuff. But we'll oh, have yeah, more absolutely. of a story we can tell about Texas, maybe. You know, I'm equipped. Absolutely. Well, we're we're, we're working hard on that every day, right, Mr. Williams? I mean, every every day he comes up with with some new information and. And so we want want the message out there. We want everybody helping us to get that quilt back, even if we need to go. We talked to Sheila Jackson, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee, about it, and some of the other Congress people on helping to get that quilt back to America. And so we won't quit, and we won't stop fighting until uh, we are successful. And putting it in Amen. its rightful place, or putting it into the, the hands of the rightful person, which is Mr. Williams, and then we're gonna Amen. we're gonna jump on an airplane and we're gonna fly over to Europe and we're gonna pick it up and then we're gonna bring it back and share it with Texas and then we're gonna take that's it right. up to Washington D.C. if that's what Mr. Williams says so, and make sure that it's placed in its rightful place with uh, his picture right next to it, and then we we're gonna have a massive massive celebration. Uh, when all of this comes to fruition, and I can't wait. Amen. I can't wait. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm believing it and, and naming it and claiming. That's right, and then that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Embracing it. Embracing it. Absolutely. So, any any final comments? I know we've kept you, and so I appreciate you coming in and prompt you at the last second. And we appreciate uh, Captain Russell for her comments and and uh, questions and everything to open up so that everybody will hear and know the history of the chalice quilt and how important it is. Because, and, and we know from the study of the Underground Railroad, we know uh, Harriet Tubman, and, and, and there was always a message in those quilts. Those quilts helped to save some lives of well, our ancestors. Well, well if I, and you're absolutely right. And, if, and if, I could, if I can say anything that I've been able to discern from this because it's been a spiritual awakening for me as well, just dealing on this whole entire journey and just, you know, dealing with this whole process and, you know, and, and, and just kind of thinking back on the process and all of the discoveries and things that have been uncovered. But I think more importantly, what's, what's really uh, keeping me uh, focused on this is the people, keeping the people in mind, because at the end of the day, this is bigger than me, bigger than the quilt, the message of, something coming back home to us that belongs to us as a people together as a whole is a significant event that I think we, uh, we need that at this particular point in time of our lives, uh, especially yes. with so much going on. Um, I think that that could be a motivating factor. So it's, it's, it's bigger than just the, the quilt. It's bigger. It's the, it's the message of atonement, the message of reparations, the, the message of an, an apology and the awakening and not the covering up of our history. Yes. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. So well said. 
Okay. Well, we're about to get to the end of the evening. It's 9.43, and so let, we're going to end with a couple of things. I, I believe that the, the President of the United States has made his tour and his trip over into uh, Ukraine, and so we want to get some feedback on what your feelings are in regards to uh, this war that continues. And one question that came to me and says, well, why don't uh, America just, go ahead and, uh, and, and take it to Russia. And so uh, if we still have uh, Captain Russell on, that's a military person, and then we have Mr. Arthur as a military person, and then if Mr. Williams is still here, uh, he has, a, he has a comments in regards to it as well. But what are yes. your thoughts, uh, Captain Russell? I don't, I don't know if you're still here, uh, Captain Russell, or not. Yes, I'm that still question, here. Yes, ma'am. What are your thoughts of that question that was uh, uh, posed to me, why doesn't America not just go ahead and take it to Russia? In other words, go to war with them. And I know that we're sending lots of uh, supplies and goods and everything over to the Ukraine, and they're doing an amazing job actually in fighting this war. But I think it was, was it yesterday that marked, it was yesterday or today, but I think it was yesterday that marked exactly 365 days, one whole year that this war has been going on. And so I can tell you that uh, the Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom went on longer than that because uh, I served from uh, 2003 to 2004 and spent over a year uh, in the zone, in the war zone, uh, in, in that particular war. So what are your thoughts, uh, Captain Russell? Well, my thoughts are we... Russia has been attempting to wage a war with us for years, yes, and we have tried to avoid it. But it appears to me that it's trying to come up full flesh. And I believe yes. that I think we do not need to get involved in that war, but uh, to continue to supply ammunition and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. It was a good thing for them to notify Russia that he was uh, going to be in the area. Yes, ma'am. So with that mm -hmm. said, Russia knew that if they had dropped a bomb or a gun or whatever on President Biden yesterday, <laughs> mm -hmm. we would mm -hmm. be in war. So they know yes. that uh, they don't need to threaten us, continue to threaten us because everything will open up. The the UN and yeah. also for for President Biden to go over there, it came to my mind, why is he going over there? Evidently he may be in disguise the leader of the UN. Mm. I, I don't point. know. So <laughs> uh so he went to represent when they do have a lot of people. I think more more of them should have gone as a as a unit, but it, I think it was a good move for us to make to see how far Russia was going to take it, and they didn't take it okay. anywhere. So mm -hmm. with that said, uh, we still need to tread lightly. The reason mm -hmm. we're not the, the the jets over there is because that is a direct threat. Them. Now, number one, I heard the news say 
that the reason we're not allowing the planes to go over there because it would take American pilots to run those 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 planes mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of the people that are there. So that's one reason we're holding out on uh, sending those kinds of weapons, the the, the airplanes, the air force Thank over there. right. In a way, you know, so that's about all I have to say about that. But I think we still need to tread lightly. We Mm -hmm. are headed for a war, and I hope not. Okay. Good point. Great point. And I'm sure if Putin knows his position, he knows he needs to back down, but he does not want to be ashamed. And he's already ashamed. So that's it. Yes, yes. Very good. Good point. Okay. Uh, Mr. Williams, and then we'll go to Mr. Arthur. Okay. Well, you know, uh, you you all are the military people, but, you know, (laughs) I've kind of got a different perspective from having covered the wars as a journalist. And, you know, no war is pretty at all. Uh, I covered the wars in Sarajevo, in Bosnia, Mm -hmm. in Croatia, and then I covered some coups in Haiti. But, you know, to get in a war with China, Russia, or Iran right now, we just don't need that. I mean, we need to focus on economic prosperity over here for everybody and health and strength. Mm-hmm. We're just coming out of COVID. We don't really need to be involved in no Ukraine, to be honest with you. We don't need to be sending all our taxpayer dollars over there fighting for that. Uh, that's what I firmly believe. You know, we, we're spending billions and billions of dollars when we got people homeless on the streets over here. But we do need our security and our borders around America protected. We can see what happened with the balloon just recently. So we do need our borders protected. So I think we need to focus on protecting our borders and focus on protecting that Pacific, uh, uh, Asian Pacific, and keep them in check over there. But we don't need no war. Okay. Thank you for that, Uh, Mr. Arthur. Uh, Then I'll come back to you, uh, Captain. Mr. Arthur. Uh, Look, geopolitically speaking, geopolitically speaking, first of all, this is a, a, a white folk civil war on a global stage. Uh, uh, and, and well, first of all, I'm going to say this, Biden's over there because he's running for president. But, uh, uh, but geopolitically speaking, uh, this is a white folks' civil war. What they're fighting over is they're trying to decide uh, are they going to proceed, for, you know, going to proceed, I'm trying, I'm trying to white folks control and everything. Are they going to proceed as a fascist entity, right, uh, you know, which is what Putin is, he's a fascist or are they going, you know, or, or, or are they going to try to get along with the rest of the world? Uh, so, so, so that's what the war is about. Uh, now, now, should we be? Should we be? Now, now, the reason that you know, like on the farm, we had this thing uh, on the farm. Why buy, why buy the cow when you can nip it through the fence? It would make no sense, for America, <laughs> to be in a war like that. Because Putin, that economy they say is about the size of Texas. Okay, now they got nuclear weapons. Okay, but as far as economy wise, and you know, you know they're not that big. So you know, there's no again, again, it's a war. This is a white folk war. Remember when it first started, they kept talking about, well, you know, it might be World War Three, might be World War Three. Well, the difference is the colonial uh, a hole that they had on the rest of the world, Africa in particular. They don't have that like it was. It's not like that no more. So they couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, so, so everybody hollering, so boy, I kept telling them, 
No, no, it ain't gonna be no civil war. This is a this is a this is their war. Um, now what they've done since then, you saw what happened to the Africans. You know how they treat the Africans. They were trying to get out. You saw all of that. Uh, 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 you know, as far as how they treat you, saw the commercials on TV. So they put this. So they so they projected. You know, white power. You know, we saw a bunch of crying white folks on TV asking for money. Right? Remember that? You know. And mm-hmm. so actually. It was basically their power. Now, I, 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 talk, I, talk, I talk to some Africans, and, and, you know, and heard from some where they were saying, uh, you know, well, you know, like stuff like this goes on in Africa every day. It ain't nobody crying. It ain't no commercials. So okay. I, think we need to put, I think we need to put in perspective and understand, again, like I said, we have, we, we have no it, – it's going just the way it should go. Uh, a lot of those countries over there, you know, they don't want black folks in their country no way. We should not now. I, I'd rather send my tax money over there right now. Let them go ahead and do the proxy war like they're doing now. Now China's talking about, you know, they they getting on China about giving non-lethal aid to Russia. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course, right. so China. You know, the issue with China is, you know, they get a lot of their money from us, so that economic thing, that economic play gonna come in. So it's very interesting. But I think that uh, the way it's going, I think at some point. Probably pretty soon, like you know, they basically lost the war. I mean, Putin lost the war. He's just, you know, he's yeah. trying. He's trying how he can get out. His folks are turning on him. They killed that right. economy over there. Economy dead. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, you know, let's just see what happened. Uh, I think he's. They say he rides on a train all the time now because he's he's scared somebody might bump him off in the air. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so some. Um, so we'll see what. But uh, okay. But no, we shouldn't good. be. Very good. So let's get a response. I think you have a response, Captain, and then I'll, I'll put my little two bits in there. We almost get to the end. Go ahead. You have. I think you have a response, Captain. Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> oh, I think okay. I said it. Oh, okay. I thought I thought I, I heard you in the background. Okay. Well, uh, that that's all good. I, I understand. Uh, I understand Mr. Williams' point of view. I understand it fully. Uh, but but I, I think that I'm I'm speaking from a, a military perspective. Like Mr. Williams said, the three of us are military. We served in war zones, and but we also know that that we have uh, military personnel that's that's in these foreign countries. Uh, so so we have to make sure that that the military installations around the world are protected. Number one. Uh, that's centered all around Ukraine and and uh, around the Russian area. They're not in Russia, but we got some centered around out there. So we have to make sure that our military people are protected. And then number two, the one thing that America works toward, and that is keeping war off of our soil and taking it to the foreign soil. And so so that's one of the ways and things that they're doing to make sure that America stays safe. I remember when 9-11 happened and we were flying in from out in the field uh, into Houston, as a matter of fact. And so when so we heard uh, came over our loudspeaker about 9-11 and how our buildings were hit. And I immediately said to my battle buddy, oh, I, I think we're getting ready to go to war and, and I, because the one thing that we wanted to do and make sure is that that never happened to us again in Philadelphia, never happened to us again in Washington, D.C. So our goal has always been 
uh, in the United States uh, Armed Forces is to keep war off of our soil, off of our country side. And so I think that's what the president is trying uh, to make sure that happens is uh, to help those those people uh, that are in dire need. And, and my heart is broken every time. Just think about think of not only was my heart broken with with watching ukraine but but this is another little slide we have about four minutes but my heart was broken when i heard about the forty thousand people that were killed in the earthquake Mm. and how Mm. how america america always will go to the aid of people we're the we're the superpower and we want to make sure that we remain superpower and not allow Russia or China or anybody else to become at the status that America is. Now, any final comments from anybody? We have four minutes left over. This has been an amazing show. I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, Mr. Williams coming in as our special guest and Captain Russell uh, coming in as a special guest as well with some powerful information. So if the, well, do- the doors are open, we got four minutes. Mr. Arthur, we'll go to you or whomever I hear. I hear somebody. Well, I, was just, I was just getting ready to say that was well said. I mean, yeah. you, you, that was well said. I mean, you really helped. Yes, sir. Paint a picture for me with that, what you just said, yes, and, and, and it makes a lot of sense. makes a lot of yes, sense. Sir. And, and, yes, sir. and I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, absolutely. Right, right. Well, well we know we got to protect those that, that fight on foreign soil for us every single day so that we can be safe and we can be comfortable in our homes here in America. Uh, Mr. Arthur, you have any final comments? Thank you, thank you, Mr. Williams. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. I Mr. Mr. Arthur, any final comments from you? Now, I was gonna say that I look forward to uh, working with Cousin Eric. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go ahead. And, <laughs> Go ahead. So of what we're finding out. Like I got some other cousins that contact me. I'm working with them, so you know they're doing a lot of the deep research. Well, I, I tell I put you, he's up, getting lots of publicity. He's getting lots of lots and lots of publicity that he is getting after we made that trip uh, to Houston and had that press conference there. I'm talking about all over social media, uh, all over uh, the East Texas uh, uh, television system, the media. I mean, it's just everywhere. Everybody is covering. Everybody's talking about that cellist quilt. Any final comments for you, uh, Captain Russell? And we appreciate your your uh, being a part of the show tonight. Any final um, things that you'd like to say? Okay. Well, well, I'm excited to hear about Minosa Plantation, and I would love to go down and visit. <laughs> oh, that, I, I tell you. Go ahead, Mr. Mr. Williams. I know you have. Well, you know, one 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 of the things that I, I would I would love to do for you before you go there, if it was okay with your permission, uh, is to have a private screening of finding Miriam with you and the others, and get you to look at the history, and then okay. go and visit. Okay. Because I think well, it'll have well, a different I, impact on you. Absolutely, it will. And then one day, Mr. Williams should have some tours down there. Uh, but, but, yeah. but 
put a little charge so that we can start raising money so we can mm. get ready for that flight over, pick up that quilt. Hey, you, you, you're absolutely right. <laughs> hey, 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 Dr. McKellar, you know, you know what I'm yes, saying, Marshall, shut, you know, they shut that idea down. <laughs> <laughs> They voted, hey, I, they voted that down. They, they voted, voted that no. down. They, yeah, but they're coming back up. <laughs> I just brought it back up, didn't I? You sure did. We, got, we need to talk to those city council folks. They know better. You got that right. You got that right. Hey, we were one vote short. One vote, One short. vote short. Okay. Well, listen, it's been amazing to have everybody. This has been an outstanding show. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. And let's keep up with what's going on in America. And let's remember uh, Black History Month is 300. Oh, black History is American history, and it's 365 days per year. So next thir- Friday night and Saturday night, we have, uh, I think we're getting down to our final programs. We have an amazing month of outstanding programs. And so we thank you guys for coming on. It's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? So I know you've heard that before. Have a great evening. I don't know if Miss Rihanna is going to play our theme song or not, but thank you guys. Tune in anytime. It's always a pleasure to have you. And come right back here next Monday on Marvelous Monday. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Be safe out there. Hmm. Okay, you want me to sing? Mr. Arthur, I guess you're going to have to sing. <laughs> One day. <laughs> when the morning comes. <laughs> when the morning comes. <laughs> have, a, have a good one. We'll see you next okay. time. Bye for now. Right. Okay. Uh- I can't find that plantation. What is it was? In uh, Lee, Lee, Texas, or Leesville, Texas. I thought it said Oh, Texas. No, the Minosa plantation. And uh, he, I, I would love to go visit that plantation. Oh, I thought he said Texas. No, well, they were talking about another plantation. Uh, when you do talk to Shirley tomorrow, just tell her when she want to make arrangements for me to visit with that man, I will. Okay. Yeah, I want to go down and see that plantation, too, where they said that woman that woman in the middle of the street. Uh, pull up YouTube. I saw 